So do you think that those same files, if they came across your desk today, you would yeah, be able to like close them? A hundred percent. I'm like right. tenfold now more confident and everything. And I wouldn't dwell as much. Like that's what slowed me down too. It's like when I was four months in, I'm like, oh yes, I finally have two deals on the table I'm going to do. And then something happens and I sit back and I go, oh, well, they fell apart. Now I'm going to be bummed for three days instead of right, going yeah, down yeah. and hunting Lose down momentum. the other yeah, hunt down the other 14 million people that are in Ontario or however many right, the yeah, population is, right? So, yeah. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, I talk to a new rookie who's making waves in the industry to figure out how they're succeeding in this crazy competitive market that we're in. Today in the show, I have Zach Lafuedo. He's a mortgage agent based out of Toronto. Got his license in March of 2020, right when COVID started. Previously, he had a restaurant and he did only one mortgage in that first year. So pretty discouraging. He had five other mortgages that he thought were going to close. Unfortunately, they didn't. And this is something that a lot of new agents don't realize is that even getting the referral doesn't mean that you're going to get paid because there's a lot of things that can go wrong if you don't know how to, you know, have the conversation with the client. If you don't know how to package the file properly, you will lose those referrals and it really sucks. And so I asked Zach, I'm like, hey, do you think if you had those same files today, would you be able to close them? He's like, absolutely. So that only comes through, you know, obviously good mentoring, training. Zach's also one of our coaching clients and you know one of the things I love about Zach is just his zest for life just his enthusiasm you know he started out really struggling with execution now that's not his problem at all he's developing that and you know he shares how Game of Phones has completely changed the way that he tackles his business and how he's using it every week to get more and more leads and it's very inspiring so I think you're gonna really enjoy this conversation I have with Zach and he's gonna share some really great stuff with you a couple quick things first if you're a new agent listening to this and you want to find out about how we can help you like Zach scale your business much more quickly go to get10funded.com that's get the number 10 funded.com and we will walk you through sort of how we assist new agents to not only find those mortgages but get them funded and i want to give a huge shout out to our title sponsor finmo so finmo is a canadian mortgage application document collection and submission platform that is awesome it's got a couple hundred lenders on there it's really easy to use the reason we liked it for our agents is because it's just so quick to learn it's easy for clients to use it's got the smart doc feature that it actually figures out what documents are required so that it you know makes it a little bit easier for you as a new agent so go check out finmo.ca slash ilmb and thanks again for checking out this episode hey zach welcome to the show hey how's it going scott so hey tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from all right. Well, I'm a relatively new mortgage agent. I'm in the uh, east end of Toronto in the beaches area. Lived here my whole life and lucky to have uh, found a brokerage that's right around the corner from my place. Nice. And so how'd you get into the mortgage business and what were you doing before? So what was that transition like? Yeah. So prior to getting into the mortgage business, I uh, actually owned a restaurant. So I was in the restaurant industry pretty much every job that I had before this or career that I had before this. Owned a restaurant for four and a half years, sold it about eight months prior to the pandemic. So I like to say I had a horseshoe up my butt or something to get out of there prior to all the pandemic stuff. And then I was kind of taking a little bit of time off, seeing what sort of transferable skills I could put into a new career that came from that. And I know a lot of people come from the restaurant industry, go into real estate or mortgages. So I was actually going to get my realtor license. Ended up meeting through a friend of a friend, the principal broker, that's the uh, principal broker of my franchise now. And he kind of sat down with me and was like, don't become a realtor, 
that's awful. Become a mortgage broker. I'll show you, you know, true the story. Here. Yeah, yeah. Good advice. <laughs> yeah. Very good advice. Yeah. We love you realtors, but we don't want to be you. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Let's give it a shot here. And I started working with him a bit, just seeing files as assistant kind of, or assistant to his assistant, and then got my mortgage license and I went from there. Right. Okay. And so did you start full-time, part-time? Like, what was that like? What was the transition? I mean, you sold yes, the business and exactly. the world kind so, of came to a stop, right? You told me earlier you started in March, 2020. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I sold my business about eight months prior to that. So I kind of unique position because I wasn't full-time or part-time. I was like just unemployed, you know, at the time I sold my business and I'm like, okay, well, what's the next step? Where do I go from here? So it was basically full time, but I feel like I wasn't executing enough as I could have. So felt like I was kind of working a little part time when I first got it, especially with the world coming to a halt. I wasn't uh, forethought enough to say, let's double down when everyone's pulling back. I kind of fell into that pandemic trap a little bit that some people did and was like, well, mm -hmm. let's just see when this rides out in two weeks and then we'll go into full time that turns into, you know, 18 months later. So yeah, I'd say it was sort of both unique position, right? Sold my business and then yeah, you had good timing. Time, I mean, good timing in that you sold a restaurant before the pandemic. Well, some of them did quite 100%. well on takeout. Some of them are actually doing better yeah. with takeout with lower like staffing costs. And there's some of them are, are actually doing great. And then jumped into this business. Okay, so tell me about that first year. And I love to get into some details. I know that there was kind of challenging. So like how many mortgages did you close between March and so, then the end of 2020? Yeah, like in my first year, I closed a mortgage and I had a few fall apart and few that I just wasn't putting enough of my time into it. I just don't think I was doing enough. And I also didn't know enough. There's the learning curve and everything of getting into a new business. So yeah, it was not great. And I finally found, I guess, a kick in the pants or something that was like, I can do really well at this. I just need to apply more. Right? right. And that's what sort of happened at the end of the year and then start into this year when my business has been doing really well. When you just took off. Okay. Yeah. So that first year. So how many deals fell apart? At least like four or five. And it was like just the like either ones where it was my fault and not knowing you know, a way I should have packaged it and then someone else could get it done. So it's just lack of knowledge. Or it was like, oh, my cousin's uncle's brother just became a mortgage broker. So we're going to go with him now. Right. Instead. And you hadn't and done the thing is there, you haven't done enough <laughs> yeah. good job of selling them on you. So then it's like, it's an easy exactly. leave, right? So yeah, yeah, for sure. So do you think that those same files, if they came across your desk today, you would yeah, be able to like close them? A hundred percent. I'm like right. tenfold now more confident and everything. And I wouldn't dwell as much. Like that's what slowed me down too. It's like, when I was four months in, I'm like, oh, yes, I finally have two deals on the table I'm going to do. And then something happens and I sit back and I go, oh, well, they fell apart. Now I'm going to be bummed for three days instead of right, going yeah, down yeah. and hunting down, the other, yeah, hunt down the other 14 million people that are in Ontario or however many right, the yeah, population is, right? So, yeah. The reason I wanted to kind of stop on this is because this is for the rookie agents is that you don't even realize when you're starting out that there's files that are literally a year later, you get no problem, but you can lose those files, you know, lack of training, lack of whatever, right? And now looking back, you probably get four to five of those now today in that exact same situation. Okay, so how does this year look for you? So then now let's fast forward to 2021. So, How's this year been going? Yeah, so I'd say the end of the year, 2020, really started picking up. I started doing regular deals or closing regular deals in March of this year. So almost a year's time from being licensed, but actually closing business. And now I'm at 11 million so far closed. I have about a million and a half in the pipeline. I have, you know, 10 pre-approvals out there that are good, strong referrals from realtors that I'm working with that are solid. Like, you know, I'm going to close nine out of 10 of those easy, you know, whether it's 
by the end of this year or the start of next year type deal. Like my pipeline is good and I know how to bring in new business and I've closed a fair amount now for my first real full calendar year. Right. So right. I'm uh, very happy with what I've uh, accomplished now. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. It's like a switch has just gone off. Like, you know, like you went from like kind of coasting, trying to figure out and then you're like, click. So was there any point before this started to click for you that you questioned this industry? Like, man, should I be here? Should uh, I do something else? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, so okay. How did you, a lot can of, you think of a point time. when, and then I want to know yeah. how you got through it. The reason I like talking about this is because again, new agents are going to be listening to this going, this is me. I'm in the valley of death right now. And how do I get out of it? So can you think of a time when it was particularly low? So it was when I've had a couple deals, you know, fall apart for this, that, or the other reason. And then I was actually reaching out to people on my team. And it was basically right before I hit that point where I'm like started getting business and actually getting these deals done. Where I was reaching out to people on other brokers on my team. and was like, Hey, do you need like an assistant or something? Or like, do you have files I can help you close? And then most of them were like, no, you're not an assistant. One, we don't want an assistant for a couple months. We want one for Yeah, a exactly. Years, like, this sounds like a right? terrible idea for me as a, <laughs> yeah. a business owner. Can I come in and just, you know, mess yeah, with your stuff and, and like, then leave? And then finally get going. So a lot of them saying no and then telling me like, Zach, you're doing everything right. You just need to like, just keep going. It's almost like that online picture or meme or whatever you see of someone digging for like a diamond. Have you ever seen this picture? And yeah, they're like, yeah. right and they're, they're like, the, a, the like a foot away in the dirt. Away. Yeah. And the other and, guy and, keeps going kind of thing. It was almost the more experienced people saying, no, you're doing everything right. There's just something missing or you just haven't clicked yet. Once it goes, you're going to snowball. So people telling me that I was doing well, but that also, no, I don't want your help, Zach. Go, <laughs> go do your yeah, own exactly. thing. No, no, we're not throwing it. you a bone. We're not going to, yeah, we're not yeah, going to so give that, you a part-time job. That was pretty much it for me. Yeah. Okay. So, and then when did it click? Do you remember a point where you were like, okay, I got this. Like, was there, it really was. Yeah. Like the end of 2020, when I just like, I had a few like people that I had talked to that were shopping for houses, couldn't find stuff, realtors that, you know, were my buddies or I talked to a lot, but weren't sending me business yet. And I finally kind of converted them into, Hey, like I'm good at this. I can do this. Let's do some deals together. And then I think in March, of 2021, I did like two and a half million or something. So all those deals were starting in, you know, December, January, and for closed in March, I just kept saying, Oh, that one's going to close March 2nd. Oh, that's the 15th. Oh, I have a refinance now in February. It's going to close in March. I'm like, I'm going to close five deals when I had closed one prior to that. Right. Right. <laughs> in the They're whole like, year, like, 500% and, increase, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I see April and May and June. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then it was like the confidence build on that as well to say anyone that I get on the phone, now I'm 100% they're gonna work with me or 95% they're gonna work with me. If so I what has been the source the of this business? So a lot of you know doing that first or second deal with the realtor and then them becoming like, hey, you're my guy. Now I'm gonna send you yeah, everything. So it was primarily realtors that you got your mortgage business a, a, from? A fair amount of realtor. And then also just a lot of LinkedIn. I would just go and hustle LinkedIn and make connections and reach out to people. I'm sure it was not like a very great use of my time, but it definitely got me a couple of deals at the start there that I wouldn't have had before that can snowball into more. Right? right. So literally just sending out messages to people that I knew or didn't know, basically cold messaging and try and turn them into prospects and clients. Right. Okay. What surprised you most about the mortgage business? I think how much I enjoy it now or how much of like a mortgage nerd I am. Like I'll tell my girlfriend some stories of like, I just got this client. He was denied by his you bank. You wouldn't believe the I TDS realized, was this. Yeah. She's like, dude, I don't <laughs> yeah. even care. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm like, I use this net worth program when he thought he wasn't going to be able to get something. And she's like, yeah, that's great, Zach. Like, 
can we uh, watch Netflix or something now? Or yeah, like two, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So there's two skills you got a master's in mortgage broker. I always say there's sales and underwriting. Which one was harder for you? It's both an answer would be a good one. No, I'm just, I'm just no. Kidding. It's well, um, hey man, there's it's like you've got to get both right. Like, but the, once you get at the top levels, you can actually the underwriting. You don't have to do yeah. it anymore. You so, can, but you don't have to. Yeah, like realistically, the underwriting for sure because I came from no financial background, no bank info, knowing nothing really about like the mortgage or mortgage process. Right. So definitely learning that it was an asset to be able to work under a great, like very high volume broker to see a lot of deals at the start and, you know, touch files in every sort of place and all that sort of deal. But the sales too, because I'm a person that, you know, I wanted to go shake hands and kiss babies and go walk into real estate offices and be like, Hey, I'm Zach and win them over on charisma and you want to work with me, let's go for a coffee and then we'll build the relationship that way. And then I got my license March, 2020. And it was like, okay, well now I have to learn. It's not happening. It's like, yeah, yeah you're, you're not <laughs> going to learn do that. how to get good on the phone, get good over zoom and portray that same personality, which I think I've developed as well. So both of those things I definitely had to change or develop, but the underwriting for sure, because it was zero experience in that. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot to it. Okay. So let me ask you this. So you're in our Academy. What's been your biggest takeaway from the training program that's helped you? So the realtor stuff, for sure, just turning a realtor from a guy, hey, Zach, you're really great to I'm going to send you business is good. But the main thing I think what we've touched upon a couple of times, the first couple of times I got on Game of Phones, so just continuously getting on the phone and calling people, Dustin, who's the master of calling there. He else, is like the ninja, the snake eyes of phones, man. He's ridiculous, yeah. but yes. So someone else actually asked this question and they were like, how do you get these numbers to call? Like, who are you calling? So someone else asked a question. It wasn't even me. And Dustin goes, if you don't have lists, ask your realtors for their lists. Like they buy leads from this and that way. And they don't want to call them most of the time. They have call reluctancy too. They don't want to call them. They'll pretty much give you their list. And I heard that. Then after we got off that call, I went and called a realtor or got on a Zoom chat with them that I'd never talked to him before. At the end of my kind of presentation I did with them, I'm like, do you buy leads? Like, I'll call them for you. This guy doesn't even know me. And he goes, yeah, sure. Here's my email password. You want to call these leads and just go for it. If you get anything out of it, obviously send them back if they're a buyer or seller. And if you get any mortgage leads, go for it. And I just took that and ran with it, called through his list. I was getting, you know, three or four leads every time I called through, you know, maybe 50 to 75 people. So it was a lot of kind of crap in there, but it was four or five leads I wouldn't have if I didn't pick up the phone. So right. it was amazing just to implement that and execute it. And it. And so you did, you do a pitch with that guy and then at the end you just pivoted into that. Is that what happened or how did like, yeah, bas there? basically I added it to my pitch. So one of the right. things like creating your value ads, for you, yeah. One of my value ads is like, I'll take your list. I know you don't want to call them. I position it like, you know, you hate no, they it. Don't. They don't. They never yeah. do. No one does, <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I'm like, I'll do it. I don't care. Like, I'll deal with the people that are, why are you calling me? And not most of the time, but sometimes I can change it into why are you calling so how me? Many, to... How many leads have you got specifically from this since you started? You only just recently started doing this, but how many so have you got? I recently just started doing it and, you know, I've called through, I'm maybe like two thirds of the way through one realtor's list. And I have eight leads, two right. applications from it that are like, we're moving forward. One's a refi. One's a purchase deal, which then I was able to send back to the realtor as well. So it was like, hey, I'm actually calling through your list here. I CC'd you in on the email with client X here. He wants to purchase. I'm just finishing his pre-approval for the amounts. 
now you go shopping for houses with them. So he goes, right. wow, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is great. Yeah. So yeah, about eight leads and I'm, and you're not, you're just getting started. You're going to need an assistant yeah. soon is what's going to happen, yeah, brother. I'm, I know this, I'm hoping, like I'm hoping. you're going to need an assistant. <laughs> I know this. So, and the cool part is, is like through game of phones, like you get nuanced, there's subtle things that you can do with the voicemail, the calling that you're starting to learn that, and you're a very quick learner. So you're applying this stuff in order to improve your success rate. Cause there's one thing to have a list, but then it's like, holy crap. Now what do I do with it? But I'm, shocked at how quickly you're picking this up like you know yeah. in a and good that, way i'm just like man you were made for this it's pretty awesome and that was a learned skill though too scott it wasn't like i was always good at execute clearly like i would say for newbies like don't start in my path that i started with but we talked about before right i didn't execute i didn't do those things right away when i got my license and could have i've learned that execution portion as well it's like just go for it just do things if they don't work too bad do something else i finally found this after trying a bunch of different things and different platforms and now this is working well for me so i'm going to continue to rock with it right yeah i just double down when you get something working just double triple down on it okay so i got some rapid fire questions now what's one thing people can't find out about you from google you might be able to find this on Google if you look hard enough, but I actually played saxophone in a hip hop band for a while. So honestly, don't search. Don't look for it. Might, oh, we gotta find it. Find I, it. I played saxophone in grade it. six because in the eighties, saxophone, like I'm like, chicks are going to dig this. Like if I get the saxophone, but I was no good. And you know, anyway, but that was my, yeah. that was the thing I played a little bit, but you must be pretty good then. I was okay. Like, a while ago now i'm definitely not if i did the chicks dig it though or was that am i right or wrong in this so they think you're 100 percent cool? correct yeah it was <laughs> uh it definitely definitely worked it worked okay what's a movie everybody should watch at least once i'm gonna go with pulp fiction or anything quentin tarantino pulp fiction reservoir dogs jackie brown glorious bastards just watch all of quentin tarantino's movies <laughs> yeah he's got some really good stuff i remember pulp fiction the first time i saw that movie i walked into the theater and it didn't fit in my brain and it was like all the pieces like it sorted itself i'm like oh i get what's going on the movie was yeah. not like it was definitely a mind trip okay what's uh one tool or piece of tech you can't run your business without i use door just for seeing where all my files are at as well so i just a nice whiteboard type deal where they're all at in that production line customer journey type thing as well as document collection there's like a calendly aspect in there too i can just send the link and use that and i don't think i'm even using the program to its full extent like i'm finding little things that i'm implementing into my business as well from it and it's relatively cheap 100 bucks a month and it's just helped me organize even putting activities in there as well so i know when i check it in the morning oh i got a call these five people, I got to follow up with these people, that sort of thing. So it's really kind of organized my brain. Yeah, it keeps everything on track. What's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker? Maybe just to tell people you're in mortgages, you know, I think like go call your cousins and uncles and aunts and siblings and everything. They might not use you right away because they'll be like, oh, okay, you're new. Like, I'm definitely not going to use you for my mortgage. You've been doing it for a week, but just letting them know, let more people know that you're in mortgages. They don't know you've transitioned into this career. So it might not be, you're not going to get a deal the next day when you tell someone you're, you're planting in mortgages, lots of seeds though. Exactly. So plant the seeds and they will grow. Okay. So last question, knowing what you know now, is there anything you do differently if you were to start over again? Oh, if I had all the, uh, confidence and knowledge and everything that I had a hundred percent, it would be execute. Just do, just go do everything and anything. My dad says this, and I don't know if he probably got it from somewhere a quote, but everything works some of the time. 
So just try everything, execute different ideas and find the thing that clicks. It's like the phone calling, right? I finally found a way to get lists of people and start calling it's them. It's like your restaurant, because in your restaurant, you have to come out to the front and talk to people. It allows you to basically have an unlimited seating restaurant that other exactly. people have paid for. So it's pretty cool, <laughs> yeah, actually. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to come into your restaurant and I'm going to get customers and some of them, they're going to go back to you. And, and so that's super cool. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, where can people find you online? I got a great Instagram if you want some laughs, some mortgage jokes and stuff. Mortgages with Zach. That's on Instagram. Website, ZachLefuto.ca. Yeah. Give me a call too. Big phone guy. Zach, brother. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. You keep crushing it. I'm going to circle back to you again. We'll have you in the other shows. This is the rookie show in another year or so. We'll be like, hey, what's going on? You're like, dude, it's crazy. My team is doing this and it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, Scott. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.